Sport Charlotte is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. This is Sports Charlotte, the podcast about sports in Charlotte. My name is Herb White. Kayla Garrett, you may not be that familiar with her name right now, but the Harding High School sophomore has a really bright future athletically. She is a hurdler, and she won three state championships at the most recent North Carolina 4A track and field championships. 100-meter hurdles, 300-meter hurdles, and she helped the Rams win a championship in the 4x200 relay. So she's got all kinds of possibilities going forward. She was also the Gatorade North Carolina Runner of the Year. And to top off her season, she went out and won the 400-meter hurdles at the USA Track and Field Nationals in Eugene, Oregon earlier this month. And considering that it's an Olympic year, track and field is getting its shine now. And I had a chance to talk to Akela and her coach, Lasagna Collins, who incidentally happens to be her mom. And they're keeping a close eye on everything track and field and, of course, Akela's progress in the sport. And here's our conversation. First things first, uh, Akela, you are, what, a sophomore at Harding? Yes, sir. Okay, a sophomore. And it, obviously you've done some really good things here with the uh, state championships in the 100-meter hurdles and the 300-meter hurdles. Uh, did any of that surprise you, or was that already something that you – knew it was those were your races to lose yeah I I definitely already knew it Uh, I went in there knowing that I could do it I just had to to just go in there execute and follow through on what I've been practicing now I guess when you look at something like this you, you think sophomores in high school they aren't as developed in terms of the physical and maybe even the preparation thing is like let's say, seniors. Uh, but what was it about you as a sophomore that gave you that edge when it came to the state championships? Well, since I was, a, since I was like, mm, I was a nine, I've been training with older kids for, the, for a long time. So I've always been around mature people. So it, it's it brought me to grow up faster, even though I'm still like, you know, a kid. But and I can take track more seriously because I've been training with older kids for a long time. Yeah, and, and I guess that's also part of that. Um, I guess the term is playing up, as opposed to just hanging out with folks in your own group there, where you see those older kids and you go out and you compete with them and you beat them. That gives you that extra boost of confidence that you can hang with anybody. Right. Yeah. And I guess, you know, when you kind of take me back a little bit, if you would, 
in terms of the uh, in terms of the state championships, where you're competing in these two races, and then you also are in the four by two hundred relay. I understand which Harding also won. Uh, what? Take me back to that day and how it went. How it all went down in terms of uh, not only your preparation, but you know the the conditions of the day, the weather, and you know the spacing of the races. Was there an element of fatigue or anything like that that you had to deal with? Yeah. Okay. So. Starting with the 100 hurdles, that's like my first event that I ran throughout the day. So, I unfortunately, I got a pair of bad blocks, and they didn't give me a new pair of good blocks. So, I had I got out the blocks like really slow, so it took me a minute to get in the race. But by the end, I was in the front, cross-finish line first, and I was so relieved. Like, that was truly a blessing because it was like those blocks, I had, couldn't set them to my markings. I had to put them back, so... It was like I was starting further back from the line. So, secondly, the 4 by 2 that was with me and my team. Queen and Yobi are seniors. So, I, I told them, I was like, you guys, I'm, we're getting a ring today. You know, it's y'all last year, we're getting a ring. There's going to somehow some way we're getting our, ourselves a ring. And so now she's a freshman. Already knew we, we already knew we had. I told her, I said, you got three more years. I was like, whatever happens, it's okay. But we're getting a ring today no matter what. So, after the 4 by 2 comes the 300 hurdles. I already knew I had that set, but I actually got out a, a little bit too slow, which threw off my time. It was still fast time of winning time, but it threw off what? It was like 0.4 or something off my fastest time. So, I mean, it was a good day. It was just something that I could have fixed that I, I can't fix now because it's already over, but I know for next year, what I got to do is just be aggressive and, you know, follow through on everything that I practice. What yeah, is, we actually, she actually broke the state record in regional, but you have to do it in the state beat. So. Right. Yeah. So then when you talk about having to make those adjustments on the fly, when your blocks aren't to your liking and the other things that go into that, you know, if you would, uh, coach, talk about having to make those adjustments with a high school sophomore when, you know, you, that's that's an age and a, and a point in life where everything is kind of magnified and a small deal becomes a really big deal. Right, right. Um, like she said, she's always been with older kids just because I've been a head coach. Um, this is probably like my 10th year um, coaching in CMS. So she's always been in an atmosphere where she knows how to adjust on the fly. And we teach that in practice. That anything can happen, and if something happens, something goes wrong. Your job is to finish and execute what you know you can do, and everything else will take care of itself. And if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. But being that she's a sophomore, and mentally, as far as like age on the track, she's not a sophomore. She's more on. She's running on a senior level. She's really running on a freshman college level, to be honest. Um, with what she's doing, and she knows my expectation. I don't really like set her at the same standard as someone as, as young as she is that doesn't have experience. Like, I, I, she takes on a leadership role on a team, and I do it purposely just because the level that she's um, competing at is on a much higher scale than um, where we're at right now all statewide. Like, pretty much we knew going into the state championship that there was really no one in the hurdles that can run with her, 
besides uh, one other person who is running for private school right now. But she's in a class of her own when it comes to hurdling. And so, Coach Collins, when you when you talk about that and you talk about it in such glowing terms as an athlete, you know, let's be honest now, you're also her mom. So, <laughs> so, so you have to, you know, if you would, kind of separate the two a little bit and right, say right. Coach Collins says this, but as Mother Collins, talk about her. Yeah, so as so as mom, you know, I'm, I'm really, really proud of who she is and more so the type of person that she is because most athletes that have accomplished everything that she has will kind of be a little arrogant. And she honestly doesn't know how good she is or how much better she could be, even though she's great right now. I, you know, as a mom, I'm like, she has no idea because I ran track and I wasn't the person that people were talking about. So people already expected her to come in and say, hey, you know, this is Sonia Collins' daughter. So we expect this, but she's far more talented than I was. She can go from the eight all the way down. So me being a mom, I've always been the, the athlete mom or the coach mom. I've never not stepped outside of that role. But, you know, there's a difference when we're on that track. She calls me mom, coach, but then when we went home, it's mom, and it's more so how do you feel, and, you know, um, do you feel like you gave your all, and just, you know, I wanted her to understand how to be a good person outside of track and field. That's who I'm proud of the most, because you you can stop running any day, but do people like you? Are you somebody somebody can talk to? She's a good friend. She's a good teammate, and, and she's just very supportive of everybody else in spite of who she who she is and what she's done. And uh, Kayla, I'll ask you, what is it like to run for your mom? Does does she uh, have a little extra oomph there in terms of, well, not only is the coach telling you that, your mom is telling you this too. <laughs> but, I mean, it's it's always been good. See, I, only, I already know that the reason why she's pushing so hard is that she sees the potential in me because she's been watching me run since, <laughs> since forever, since I was at the woman. She's not not had potential. So, Sometimes I'll be like, dang, like, you know, I, I know I'm good, but, like, me, I got to tap in and know that I'm not too young. And that's what she's trying to get me out of the mindset of thinking I'm too young to do stuff. So her pushing me is really a good thing because it's getting me out that mindset of thinking I'm too young to do things. So hopefully that happens quick, and I'm really trying to get myself out that mindset. And so, uh, Coach Collins, I, I know – you know, just like Kayla said, you know, she's seen, you know, you've seen her run forever, you know, probably literally in right. diapers. Uh, talk a little right. bit about, you know, with, with your background, you were a track athlete. So did you run in in college or yeah, to what I, level? I went to independent. I went to independent high school. So I got a scholarship to UGA and I went there, ran University of Georgia for um, three years and I transferred to A&T my last year and won their conference. So, um, I, and then I ran um, semi-pro for a while, I actually qualified for the Olympic trials in 2004 in the 200, but I was not able to go due to funding. So um, a lot of what I do when I, when she came along, I decided to hang, hang up my bikes because I wanted to be able to be a full-time mom because training on that level and trying to compete on that level and be a mom at the same time and work was one of those things that you have to make a decision that's best for your child. And I made a decision to hang my spikes up and everything that I did after that point was, okay, we got to start transitioning. And I didn't really know that she wanted to run until, you know, she kind of saw me run when she's two. I tried to come back a little bit and 
uh, run, but it just was too hard for her to be in a check-in with me and me being mom and me trying to warm up for my race. So it was one of those things I was like, dang, you know, I can't do it right now. So when she got like seven, I was like, you want to run in this parking wreck? We were in Atlanta, Georgia, and I had like four little girls in the neighborhood and we went and ran together and I let them do a little relay. She did this long jump in like the 200 and they just had so much fun. And then that's when I knew that I wanted to coach. And when we moved back to North Carolina, it was one of those things where I didn't want to come back because I felt like, hey, I didn't make it to the Olympics like I, I dreamed of and like I thought I should. So I didn't think that I belonged here anymore. And I came back and honored my high school coach. And I um, pretty much they were like, we were waiting on you. Where you been? We need a coach here. And, I, you know, my first assistant job at West Met, I went there and helped become um, helped them, that um, team go to the states or whatnot, and they did pretty well. And then the next year, I became the head coach at Philip O'Berry. And at that time, Kayla was like nine. And it was just a transition and becoming being the athlete and then giving what I knew to the kids and the youth. And with her watching me go through this process, as a coach, she learned so much. As a nine-year-old, she just it automatically came to her and I want to do this. I want to run. And it wasn't until, like, we ran summer track for the Charlotte Flight. And I didn't coach her on purpose because I didn't want to be that hard on her. I saw that she was playing around a little bit. And the first year she didn't make it to nationals, at nine, she was like, Mommy, what do I need to do to be better? Like, I want to make it to nationals with my friends. Like, what am I doing wrong? And I was like, you sure you want to go? And since that, I have a picture of that. And since that day, she um, she decided, I became her coach. And the next year, she made it to the Olympics. Um, she made it to the Junior Olympics, but she didn't make the final. And that was the last final. At, I think she was, might have been 10. Yeah, that yeah. was the last time she didn't make a final at the Junior Olympics. And ever since then, she's been an All-American. Yeah, that's the last two years old. Yeah, that's a great story. That's a great story. And <laughs> and I also see where, uh, Kayla, you won the USA Track and Field Nationals in Oregon earlier this month. Yes. Uh, talk a little bit about that. Uh, what event was it, and how did that turn out? Uh, I won the 400 hurdles. It was it was a great experience, Um, honestly. The... They treated us like we were professionals because, you know, the Olympic trials were held there. So it was ran really well. Um, as far as me running, I, I wasn't 100% because of earlier that weekend, like, practice, I, like, came down off a hurdle wrong. And, you know, the back, the back of my Achilles was, like, hurting. But I ran really well for that to, to for that to be um, bothering me because I'm, I'm really strong, strong, like, when it comes to stuff like that. So... I stumbled a little bit out the blocks, but then I picked it up at the end. <clears throat> I wish that the first one of my race would have been a little bit faster, but <clears throat> I'm going to be working on that. Yeah. So, yeah. And so I did the 100 hurdles as well, but, you know, I came in second, but that was because of me not being 100%. So I just was blessed to come out healthy. That's all. And obviously with it being July and the Olympics are right around the corner, the world's attention, or at least America's attention, starts to focus more on track and field. Uh, and this is uh, for for both of you. Uh, given the state of the Olympics right now and and athletics, period. Uh, talk a little bit about where you see 
yourselves going down the road as far as you know as as the coach and as the athlete i mean are there olympic aspirations in the family still oh definitely the the goal this year was for her to make the olympic trial standard yeah. which was 565 she went 58 flat by herself and the reason why she didn't i, I honestly believe that if we had more races to be able to run cuz north carolina does not contest in the 400 hurdles she we they pushed our season back so we had to adjust on the fly and we made a decision early on do we focus on the Olympic trials or we run for our school this year? And she wanted, you know, to run with her teammates. And she said, you know, mom, I'm young, but my my teammates are seniors. I will never have an opportunity to run with them again. And I want to have this opportunity with them. So let's go ahead and get a state title. And that's the decision that we made. So we knew now coming back, the goal is to make the world team. And um, I, I believe wholeheartedly, and I know that she's going to be on that Olympic team and in the years to come. The next one will be her freshman year. I think that she's going to make the team. And if you look at who's on that team now from the state of North Carolina, she's on that list with all of them. Um, the only person that's ahead of her right now is Anna Cockerell. And she's on the team. Kenny Harrison, she just broke her record. She's on the team. Um, well, she didn't break it in the state meet, but she broke the, um, her, her state record in a previous meet. But she had to do it in the state championship. But we both of them are on the team, and she's on the list in front of them or either right behind. Yeah. And 2024 is not, yeah. And 2024 is not that far off into the future. We're talking about literally three years. Three years. So we got three years to get ready and I want to place her with the the right program and the right coach that's going to continue what I've started. And I believe that, you know, she wants to be an Olympian and that's the goal of hers. Like I always tell her, I cannot want it more than you, even though I do want it as mom and as coach. But the athlete has to be the one to go out there and run. And she has everything inside of her and training-wise to make it happen, be one of the greatest. She's already marked now as one of the greatest hurdlers in the state of North Carolina in history. And we just got one more person to break their record, and we're there. So it's not a doubt in my mind. Yeah. Uh, do you get that vicarious thrill of living through Michaela's success? You know, her success is yours and vice versa. Um, a lot of people ask me that. I just get excited that because she's a better athlete than me. And even though I was a sprinter, I was good at what I did. Like she does more than what I've done. Like as far as like the 800, she can do anything. She's so versatile. I'm kind of like, God, like I wish I had some of what she had, you know, who would I be or somebody to push me to do the 400 like I pushed her. But um, I get excited to watch. I get nervous just like any other mom. And also I'm anxious because I'm like, I know when she's giving her all and when she's not giving her all. But the thrill is like, uh, I don't think I'm living through her. I'm, I, I Honestly, I live for her. Like I want to make sure that I give her all the tools that she needs to go as far as she wants to go. And there's nothing about my life that I need her to to be like me. I want her to be better than me. And she's already doing that. Yeah. And so, Kayla, uh, when you, when you've accomplished as much as you have, you know, what's next? And I know you want to go down and, and, and live the Olympic dream. Uh, but first things first, you still have two more years of high school and then there's <laughs> college, I guess. Uh, so what's on, what's on the horizon? What would you like to be able to accomplish in the next two to four years? Honestly, I want to get that experience of college. I want to graduate from my high school, obviously, you know, get my degree. But 
I want the full experience of college when I go to college and be able to complete the four years. But if, if it's in my gauge to go my freshman year to go to Olympic trials, I'm going to go because that's an opportunity that I, I will not let myself miss. And then once I make it and, you know, make the team, go to the Olympics, that's going to be my career, you know, and stuff like that. I want to give back to my mom because she gave me so much. I'm definitely going to give back to her and, you know, my community and stuff like that. But I just want to live a good life and just, I don't even know what I want to major in yet. I, I like my mom has been so set on track and field. I haven't picked a major for college. That's what I'm starting to look into now because I've been trying to figure out what I want to do exactly because there's so much that you can do in college. I don't, I can't really pick. So I'm going to do that, but I'm trying to figure out my career. And that's just the next two, four years are graduating, trying to complete college. And then if it's, if it's in my gauge to go to Olympics, Olympic trials, I'm going to go. That's it. Yeah. And in terms of uh, inspiration, you know, is there a certain athlete that inspires you uh, to to be where you are now? Or is it someone like your mom who's just, you know, who's just there and you know showed you the way mm-hmm. to doing things and it's worked out pretty well for you? My mom definitely my role model. Definitely look up to her. She helps me with everything and, you know, tries to show me the way. And she does show me the way. But as, as far as, like, uh, at least running right now, uh, her the way I look up to Cindy McLaughlin because, you know, she, she did everything at a young age. And I'm trying to follow what she's doing and try to make sure I'm there so I can be where where she's at or even ahead when I get to the stage where I need to be at, like, freshman year in college. And another athlete is Aaron Knight because he's so young that I look up to him as well because I know if he's so young and he's doing what he's doing, then I can do what I'm doing at a young age. And it's good to see just young people doing doing their best and, you know, living their dreams so that I know that I can do it. And Cunningham, who just called you. Oh, yeah. Gabby Cunningham. Oh, my goodness. So, I see FaceTime me. That was yesterday's mom. The yeah. She FaceTime me yesterday. The, she, now she um, is third uh, going into the Olympics. And I talked to her, and she asked me, like, like um, well, I told her congratulations and stuff like that. And she told me that I can call her if I ever have any questions about her. It was, it was so exhilarating. And... I look up to her because she's from Charlotte and she was a coach by uh, coach at Mallory Creek and it's just I was so <laughs> thrilled because to see people from you know our hometown going to Olympics I can do it too you know and there's a lot of good athletes in North Carolina that are doing their thing that are going into the Olympics and it's just amazing. Yeah, and when you talk about uh, somebody like Gabby or Anna Cockrell, you know. That's two right. Charlotteans right there on this year's team. Mm-hmm. And so who's to say in three more years, there won't be three of you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that is so cool. Well, I do appreciate you taking the time to talk to me, uh, both of you, uh, Kayla and Cassania. Uh, and I, uh, I wish you nothing but success uh, going forward. It looks like you're on the right track. Literally. <laughs> Thank you. So that'll do it for this edition of Sports Charlotte. Be sure to check us out at our website, thecharlottepost.com. 
as well as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. We're doing TikTok now. And we thank you also for your support and your contributions. Because this type of journalism does not come cheap. And it has a price. And we appreciate your going to our website, thecharlottepost.com, and becoming a subscriber or a donor so that we can continue our mission of bringing you stories and people who often are overlooked by other media. And it's our passion, it's our duty, it's our job. So please be sure to become a donor or a subscriber. Subscribe to the podcast at Queen City Podcast Network, and we will see you next time around. My name is Herb White. Thanks for listening.